guys. I'm Jerry. I'm Sierra. We're ladies. And we tangent. What's up, everyone? Hello. And hello to our guest. We have a very exciting guest. You guys have been asking for him to come on for a very, very long time. And I am excited to introduce you guys to Reginald Lewis, the soul teacher, celebrity psychic medium, spiritual life coach, and healer. Ooh. Also known as my friend Reggie. <laughs> Hi, Reggie. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, ladies. How you doing? Good. So good. How are so you? good. Awesome. I'm excited to be here. Like, I've, I've yeah. actually been waiting on this for a while, you know, and now that I'm here, I'm like, this is so cool. Yeah. Thanks. I wanted I'm, to say, I think it was like, what, our second episode that you mentioned him? It I was know. very it was early, early days. So, like, you've been in and out of the podcast <laughs> for a while now. <laughs> Whether you knew it or not. Yeah. I also like that um, the area that you're in, is this your office? Yeah. So this is actually my study slash meditation room. Oh, I, oh lo- I love that. Yeah. It's very calming. It it kind of mirrors the vibe that we have here. Yeah. Ours just is like if every page Chaotic. from your books like ended up on the wall. Man, you can't do that to my books. I love my books so much. They're, they're like my pets. They're like my plants. Plants and books. Those are my, my addictions. I love it. Yeah, well, we all if know I didn't how kill I plants, books. I would love them. I I want to love them. It's like I want to love them from afar. But then as soon as I get one, my ADHD is like, I'm not going to remember to water that. So no. <laughs> now I just have to look at other people's pretty plants and have <laughs> fake ones. <laughs> so we uh, hopped on our Patreon and actually gave them a heads up that you were coming on. Ooh, and um, they sent in questions for us to ask you. And I am thrilled to hear some of the answers to these because yeah. uh for those of you who are new or don't aren't familiar for some reason um Reggie and I met at college you lived on the same floor as Shane and I and just happened to pop in one day to the lounge where everyone was hanging out and and then you like disappeared there it was like <laughs> that one year and then I never saw you again <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. It's so funny. And it's just kind of like a bit like nostalgic, kind of yeah. like going back and thinking about that. Because it's almost like I can remember it like yesterday. Like those college days are like the best days, honestly. <laughs> I mean, there yeah. was like a day that wasn't like good, but it was like overall, I think it was like so like monumental, you know? Yes, like, yes. Like yeah. extremely. And I actually remember um when I first moved into the dorms that we, I forgot the name of the dorms that we lived in Verder. Verder, yeah oh <laughs> yep. my god well, yep I remember we moved in there and we were co-ed ladies on the other end men yep. on the other end and I remember you guys start having gatherings and you know at this time I was still kind of like there were some people who knew about my abilities and gifts but I wasn't really like outspoken about it I didn't really like share it and I was just at a point kind of like in my life where it's like it just it is what it is it's who yeah. I am you know, I, I just have to get comfortable with just sharing it with people because some way, somehow people are going to find out anyway. <laughs> right. Right. Because you weren't at Kent for that. You were at Kent for what I was, was going to ask. What was your major at that time? Yeah. Funny enough. Yeah. The beginning of my journey, my my life path, trying to find my purpose. I went to Kent for uh, electronic media production and a minor writing. OK. <laughs> OK. Yeah. And people and- might ask, like, why? Like some people might ask, like, why, why did I go and wanted to go in that direction? And the reason was because I always knew, like, I had a purpose to sort of influence people or wanting to make an impact through like media in some way. But yeah. I've always been like, I'm more an introverted person. So 
I'm more behind the scenes person and I have a gift in writing. I knew I had a gift in writing. So I was like, well, why not go into media production and minor writing? Because I can learn how to write scripts and things of that nature. And I could like, you know, get into the film industry, work my way up become a a producer, a director, a writer, and kind of like spiritually influence the media in that way. So that was like my whole idea, like back in the day, in the beginning of journey, but obviously the universe, God had like a whole another plan. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So you were trying to go in the back door to influence people and they were like, nope, Nope. (laughs) straight to the front. Different path. (laughs) It's very interesting that you say that you're more introverted because you just walked into a room full of like, 15 people who had spent every single day together and you're like hey i see you guys in here all the time just want to introduce myself i would have never i would have been like that's their room that's my night i won't go there <laughs> well i think at that time like that was a time where like i said i was getting more comfortable with you know kind of getting out of my my shell more yeah you know yeah. And sharing because it's already enough already having this ability and having this gift but then like holding it in yeah and it's like like it's like this elephant that's in the room even though nobody else may not know yeah yeah it's like it's there and i'm like okay i know people are gonna like be like who is this guy because they pick up on my energy you know yep. that's always been a thing and and like, what's, what, what does this guy do? Like, so, and I knew the conversation was going to come up. So I basically was kind of like pushing myself, getting outside of my comfort zone. And of course, like you said, I would see you guys always hanging out in the lobby and stuff. So I was like, you know what? Let me just get acquainted with the people in my dorm. Why not? You know, they seem like really great people, like a big family. Let me just go in here and introduce myself. And so that's what made me do it. Cause I was just like, I need to, you know, yeah. I can't just walk in and out of here and just like, be like this, like, you know, excommunicated person you know yeah and then everyone put you to work the second so Reggie then kind of gave me an impromptu reading and that was I've always believed in um mediums or something beyond yeah and I've had personal experiences as you know and so it was like a no-brainer to be like hey man you say you have this ability can you help me figure out what's happening (laughs) and because of how on you were about everything um stuff that no one else could have possibly possibly known it was like people were then lining up to To be like to your room wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) me next yes you know, like I said, you know, it's funny. It's like, even though I've always kind of like kept it to myself, some way, somehow, and that's how I knew it was my purpose, my calling, people would just find out, like people would always come up to me, like, you know, just share like their life or just feel like I had something to share or to give to them. Yep. And yeah. I just came to this recognition that, okay, there's something about me that's attracting these people, you know, yeah. and I had to get comfortable with embracing that. So I said, why not embrace it? Why hold it back? Obviously, I'm not meant to hold it back. And, you know, the funny thing that that really got me into really opening up and actually begin to even start doing readings or read people is in my art class. Um, I was taking an art class. You know, artsy people are just very open-minded, you know, yep, just yep. very relaxed and chilled. And somehow the conversation came up one day about someone who was like a reader or they had tarot cards or something like that. Like that topic came up. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool. That's pretty cool. You know, we hear this whole conversation. <laughs> then we start talking about psychic experiences, experiences people have and deja vu and premonitions. 
And I'm like, this is right up my alley. So I was so comfortable <laughs> with the conversation, you know, like I completely opened up and they were like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. You know, like, and then, you know, I ended up doing readings and then, you know, it's like, once it gets started, that fire start is just like, it's a wildfire, you know, it's yeah. like, it just spread so quickly. Yeah, I love that. Well, that was one of the questions it was, it was asked by so many people was when did you first kind of realize that you had these abilities? And yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. I thought you had told me that it like was something that ran in your family. Yes, that's correct. So okay. for me, it is hereditary. Uh, I've learned just from my research and from my personal experience that uh, it could be hereditary. Or it could just be random. Yeah. Uh, for me, in my situation, it is hereditary. It's just like someone who have artists in their family, artistic people, or people who have lawyers in their family, or whatever other gifts or abilities that are passed down from generation to generation. Uh, for me, the interesting thing is not just one side, it's on my, so this is all on my maternal side. So meaning it's on my grandmother and my grandfather's side on my paternal wow. side, which is very fascinating. Yeah. That, you know, have people that are very gifted and spiritual and, um, you know, they're healers, prophets you know there's different names for it but they basically have this ability and gift yeah so I that at a very young age you know for me yeah. growing up it was normal yeah. um it, it wasn't like a taboo thing because the family that I was in once again they had these gifts and these abilities and they understood it and yes they were religious they you know come from catholic background but there was never a discrepancy there was never a conflict between like religion and the spirituality and mm. knowing where these gifts and abilities came from. So growing up, you know, all my aunts, my uncles, they all had experiences. Every house that they grew up in was haunted, you know, so <laughs> I grew up with like a hundred like ghost stories. And I was so scared growing up because I'm like, yeah. please God, please don't let no dead people pop up at the end of my bed. I don't want to see no ghosts. I don't want to see cabinets and doors opening and shutting. <laughs> like, I was just praying to God, like God, yeah. you know, so. So, yeah, but thank God I didn't have those experiences. They, they kind of unfolded for me in a way that I was able to embrace. I mean, there were some scary moments, of course, because it's not understanding. That's natural. Oh, yeah. Right. Scared of the unknown. But overall, it was a natural thing for me to kind of embrace it. Having people around me who I already saw had the abilities and gifts. And also, it was just kind of like they didn't use the term psychics and mediums. Yeah. And I thought that was very fascinating. Like, I never heard the word psychic or medium. Um, they always just used, like, regular terms. Like, oh, just, I had this dream, you know? So, uh -huh. so came, there wasn't really these, like, metaphysical, paranormal terminologies growing up. You know, yeah. I didn't learn that until middle school when I, when I got curious and I had the ability to go and research and find the truth for myself and then start to read about all these things and say, oh, that's what I am. I'm a clairvoyant. <laughs> yeah. or, you know, this is deja vu. Or this is a premonition, you know? So, yeah. yeah. That's well, very cool. You had touched on um, your family being religious. Someone had asked, let me see if I can find the exact wording of the question, um, but it had to do with that this is from Madison. Madison says, what are your thoughts on religious beliefs, having such a strong connection to the beyond? This is kind of a big question, but is there one religion that be you believe is correct? I feel like this is a very loaded question based on your work, or is it a bit more ambiguous than that? I, I feel like that kind of goes into what you were saying with your family did have a um, religious belief, like a specific one, but is it 
something that's like limited or is it more ambiguous? So for me, let me just start with the environment that I grew up in, the environment, you know, the beliefs and things people already had, you know, such as my grandparents. So I'm black and Puerto Rican, African American and Puerto Rican. So most on both sides, Catholic, mostly Catholic. They grew up in the Catholic tradition. And so it's it's interesting, interesting because my grandmother would always talk about growing up in the Catholic church and raising questions, asking questions. And she would always get, um, you know, kind of reprimanded for asking yeah, questions. Yep. <laughs> Don't ask questions. You just listen and, you know, that kind of thing. Yep. <laughs> and she would always get in trouble for that. Um, but then, you know, when she went home, it was kind of like her mom encouraged her to ask questions. Yeah. You know? and she would even go to the school and even address it with, <laughs> you know, the non or, yeah. you know, whoever. You know, so she went to a Catholic school as well. Yeah. Yeah. They're, oh, wow. My grandparents yeah. also went to a Catholic school. That is intense. <laughs> that is intense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Time out. Oh, yeah. Let's check and see if we have any sponsors. And, yeah. and it's funny because my, my grandmother, you know, is a devout, you know, Catholic person, meaning, you know, she would always have her books, her Bible, her son books, you know, all of her novenas and stuff. So all of that, her Mother Mary's statue, you know, she read, she was very much so in, in the Bible and in the word. Yeah. Um, but also, I think because she was brought up in a way that you don't put your faith in man, you put your faith in God. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the difference. So the focus one put on what this man is saying, the focus was built more on what relationship do you feel that you have with God? Mm. This is just the foundation. The religion is the foundation, you know, Yep. Mm -hmm. but the rest of it was more so it's your journey. Okay. The only thing that was emphasized in my family was as long as you have a relationship with God or that higher power, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter if it's a different religion you know, or your own spiritual way, as long as you have that personal connection. So relationship was emphasized over religion. It wasn't about religion and the organization of religion. It was about the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I do too. I think a lot of times when it comes to um, spirituality and kind of anything that has to do with the quote unquote paranormal, I feel like especially being raised in Catholicism myself too. It was like, no, 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 that's the devil's work. You don't speak about that. You don't engage with that. And so it's almost like the two were never supposed to overlap Be together. Yeah. And so I think that it gets confusing for people. Um, I know my mom, when I was growing up, it was almost like, we don't talk about mediums. We don't talk about that because that is, or even like seeing ghosts or same, same with me. I wasn't yeah. even Catholic, but just like a, no, like normal Christian church, yeah. just like not really any specific brand, but they did the same thing, kind of like, oh yeah. no, 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 we don't talk about that. And I was like, oh okay. I wonder what the fear is. Yeah, with letting them overlap. Yeah, it- I think that's fascinating. I'm gonna say I think that's really fascinating hearing other people' experiences because mine is so different. And yeah. That- that you know i grew up and none of it was ever a discrepancy and i think that's another thing too is yeah my grandmother went to church and everything but it wasn't kind of like you need to we wasn't forced to go to church you know she was like yeah read your bible that kind of thing but once again it was more of about a personal connection so yeah it was needed to go to church you know my most of the time my my grandmother you know she was always in her kitchen 
at her kitchen table with her Bible and everything. We sit, sit there and read her Bible. So it was almost like, you know, God is wherever you are. It wasn't yeah. necessarily like God is like just in this building, you yeah. know? Uh, yeah. And I, that's what kind of made the difference for me and kind of helped me to kind of understand it where I didn't have conflict. My, like most people who grew up in religion and, and have these spiritual experiences or paranormal experiences that, you know, religion don't teach you about or tell you yes. about other, yep. you know, biblical stories and all right. of those you know experiences. And I think that's, that's another funny thing is in the Bible, it talks about angels, you know, <laughs> and talks about spirits. And so it's kind of like what makes it different today? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I feel like it would probably be pretty comforting to read that other people for as long as there's been people recording things happening that they've been experiencing what you or your family have experienced. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So how do you, one of the questions is how do you turn it off? How can you turn it off? How do you make sure that you keep yourself spiritually well and sane, I guess, um, when you do have an ability that kind of leaves you open to a whole nother world? Um, a lot of people ask me that question. That's a very common question yeah. too. Um, I learned at a very early age, uh, say probably my teenager years, especially at the time where I was in puberty. And yeah. I think with anybody, male, female, when you're in puberty, everything is heightened. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, everything, emotions, you know, you're just going through these transitions. And so, so that include even my ability was heightened. And there were times where I did not want to feel what I was feeling or seeing or picking up on other people's feelings and emotions. And it was overwhelming, you know, and I wanted to shut it off. And I realized like there was no shut off button, but what I realized is that there's a volume button mm. for me. And what I learned is no, I can't shut it off, but I can sort of tune it out. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Because it, it is, is, it is who I am, you yeah. know, it's not like something that, you know, I could just put on and take off. You know, it's, it's in me, it's integrated in my being, you know? So for me, I just learned that it's more about where I focus my attention, you know? And I think that's why meditation and prayer is a very good foundational spiritual practice for anybody, no matter what your spiritual beliefs or practices are in life, because it brings a certain sense of groundedness and discipline that Mm -hmm. helps you to have that focus that you need in life and to navigate in whatever way, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically. And that's what helped me actually begin meditation at the age of 13. Oh, wow. It was a very spontaneous thing. No one ever taught me about meditation. Um, I never read about it, you know, before. It was just something that I just started to do naturally. It was kind of like something instinctively where I start being by myself a lot and I would just sit and quiet and sit in silence and just sit in that peace. And as I did my studies and I learned more about spirituality and different spiritual disciplines, I learned about meditation. I said, well, I've been doing meditation, you know, my whole life. <laughs> so, sure, so I like a, this out. Yeah, exactly. It's just a spiritual thing that kind of, I just kind of did it. And, you know, I've been doing that ever since then. You know, I always say meditation is my medication because yeah. that's what helps to keep me grounded and from being overwhelmed. You know, yeah. that's what helps to kind of keep my mind, um, my mind strong, you know, to keep my mental, um, mental peace, mental yeah. stability. I was wondering if, uh, like in situations like this or whenever you're in a crowd of people, 
how you would tune things out or if like you have just like our grandma turned down in the background or something because if like you can't turn it off you can only turn it down is it like something where you're like not now not now yeah yeah that's yeah. part of it that's part of it like not now like i do not want to like i don't have time i don't want to talk to no dead people i don't want to be picking up on people's like feelings and emotions knowing their personal stuff you know what they're yeah. going through um yeah it's just kind of like I just had to learn that and like I said meditation taught me that because it, it taught me that you're in control of your mind you're in control of your oh, energy that. and that was like the most beautiful thing especially when I started learning about Buddhism yeah. you know and you know Buddhism is all about that Buddhism is all about discipline and self-control you know control over the mind the body yeah uh, and realizing that you are in control of yourself nothing outside of you is in control of you Right. And so I learned those concepts, you know, it was kind of like, wow, this is amazing. Something really clicked that kind of really amplified my, my control of my abilities and my gifts. It, it took me to a whole nother level. Where oh, I, was sure. like, okay, I don't have to be overwhelmed by this. You know, I don't have to sign and succumb to other energies because it's not about the other energies. It's about me being aware yeah. of myself. And, yeah. you know, saying knowledge is power. That's very true. The more knowledge you have of something, the more power and control you have over it. And so having that self-knowledge, being self-aware, knowing thyself gave me more control of myself and my mind and my energy and saying, you know, okay, I can tune this out. I don't have to let this impinge upon my personal space. Um, yeah. Just focus somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. See, and I think that, for some people, meditation might be really intimidating because me, you're talking to me. <laughs> yeah, same. I, Shane and I have tried it before. Yeah. Um, and there was, I will say, I had, I would say, a successful meditation. Um, one time we had like a guided thing that was going on the TV, and we both just sat next to each other, and it was even like encouraging um us to visualize something, and I cried. I remember crying during it because I remember them encouraging me to walk up this set of stairs and look down and see how far I've come. And like, it was so overwhelming to realize that I, I could guide my mind in that way. But I think it could be intimidating for someone who doesn't feel like they're in control of their own mind or can't feel like they can quiet stuff down. Oh my God. Yeah. My mind is chaotic 24 <laughs> seven. So I'm just like, shh, all the time. But then it's like, no. We've got 40 voices in here yeah. and they're all going at the same time. And I'm sure it's something that you have to like practice. A oh, lot. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a practice. That's what I say. It's a practice. It's a daily thing. It's a lifestyle. You know, uh, that's what I learned for me. It's become a lifestyle. You know, like I meditate, yeah. meditate every day. You know, um, you know, if I have the time, you know, sometimes I can med meditate to an hour. Sometimes I, I meditate, you know. 10, 15 minutes, whatever time that I have, you don't need a mm -hmm. lot of time to meditate. And this is what I teach people. And I, from once again, from my experience, because I'm a very simple person. I don't like complicated stuff. Yep. I'm not that, <laughs> you know, I have a saying, keep it simple and spiritual. That's how yep. I do with my, you know, I don't like all this complicated stuff. Things are difficult, hard, you know, you just have to do a lot of stuff. And so what I've learned is for me, uh, meditation is just about focus i think a lot of people have a misconception first of all what meditation is yeah based on what they see on tv and yep. things of that nature and you think you know you have to sit you know sit in the lotus position and you know, close your <laughs> eyes you know and clear your mind 
Um, yep. No, it's actually one type or form of meditation. Oh. Um, modality meditation called silent meditation. Um, there's all types of meditation. There's transcendental meditation. Um, there's passive meditation. There's active meditation. People don't realize, you know, you can be meditating when you're washing dishes, you know, or you're washing clothes. You could be meditating when you're mm. walking. You know, those are forms of active meditation because all meditation is, is a shift of the mind where you're focusing, where your mind is focused on one thing and it's not scattered. It's not like the oh. monkey jumping all over the place. That's okay. all meditation is. It's just the focused state. Yeah. See, I think that I may be confusing dissociation and meditation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think because I find myself like blanking out. <laughs> yeah, checking out a lot. <laughs> but but I'm not in control of it oftentimes. It's almost like I'll catch my dad doing it. Uh-huh. I caught Ollie doing it my the dad other time. Too. They just stare off into space and I'm like, where are you? Yeah. Where are you right now <laughs> in the world? <laughs> Where'd yeah. you go? Come back. So I'm like, are you meditating or is that <laughs> you dissociate? Your brain is just like, I need to check out for like, give me five ten, I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, the focus part I think would be difficult for me, but I wanted, I want to try it yeah. and see if I could do it. It's easy. It really, yeah. you just have to find what works for you. Yeah, you have to find what works for you because I always tell people, especially my clients or anybody I'm doing coaching work with, always say, okay. Everyone is different. We all have different ways of perceiving, ways that we sense, ways that we learn, different Mm -hmm. styles that we take in information uh, and that we interact in our environment. So for instance, someone may be like an artist, very artistic. So that means that they're very visual naturally. And so like you mentioned earlier, like a visual meditation where someone is guiding you and telling you, picture this, you know, you're walking through a forest and you're looking at large trees and green, luscious, you know, grass, and there's a butterfly, yellow butterfly. And you start to be, that's easy for you because if you're a visual person to- I was right there. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Uh, and then there are people who just, they can kind of go more so and they're active people. They're the people who are active and they really don't have that good like focus of meditation to sit and sit still where like athletes are like that. Most athletes are like that. They, they go into a certain zone, you mm-hmm. know, they're exercising and that's a form of meditation, but that's an active form of meditation, you know, where they're just focused on the activity. Yeah. My fiance is, it's so funny because he's obsessed with running and that's like, he'll run for like an hour or more. And I'm like, why? First of all, and then how? And how? And he, when he gets done, it's like, he's a different person. And he literally will tell me, I have to run for my mental health. Like it's, but then we talked about it one time and he's like, when I'm down there, cause he'll always come upstairs after running and be like, I got to talk to you about this. This is what I was thinking about. And it's like, that is his moment. He's like, everything gets quiet when I run and I can just think about like what whatever and really focus on thinking about that. So that makes a lot of sense that that's probably is yeah. like, yeah, his meditation. That's fascinating. I used to do that whenever I was in Kent. I would walk to the, what's it called? The gym? What's it called? The rec center. You looked at me like I went to college. <laughs> I, was <laughs> trying to, I was trying to read it on your <laughs> face. Couldn't, couldn't tell you. <laughs> um, I would walk to the rec center and I would play basketball by myself. Yeah. I would do drills by myself because I, I couldn't sit. Sometimes silence to me is so loud. Yeah. Like, screaming loud and so I have to move like you said I, or I something. have to have someone be guiding me and so I would walk to the rec I would play basketball alone <laughs> like I was in my own kind of movie <laughs> I love that though and then it would I would feel better 
Yeah, exactly. And that's how you know it's meditation because, you know, meditation is all about, it's all all about awareness and consciousness. You know, as we know, we have different um, waves, you know, wavelengths when it comes to like our brain and brain waves and different states of consciousness and awareness. And, you know, most people always remember like bat, you know, bat D, you know, like beta, alpha, you know, yep. uh, beta, beta, you know, I think bad, bad, they always, always get it mixed up. So it's beta, <laughs> alpha, theta, delta. Yeah, there you go. So those are your different ways. Where beta is like you're conscious, like now, like we're in kind of like just conscious, we're aware, you know, very much aware of what's going on in this conversation. Then the next state would be alpha, where it's a little bit more deeper, where you're aware and conscious, but you're a little bit more focused a little bit more focused state. And then the more deeper you go, you become just a little bit more uh, an alter state of consciousness, you know, where you're in like mostly like a trance state or deep trance state. So that's what I do in my, in my work when, when I'm tuning into the energy, when I'm tuning to that other level of awareness spiritually is I'm going to more of the deeper states or levels. So I'm going more into the, the theta, uh, theta mm-hmm. and um, delta you know, brain waves. That's what's happened yeah. because I do so much meditation. So pretty much it's the meditation that the monks do. So this yeah. is the meditation that monks do when they go into silent meditation um, or deep meditation. They almost go into like a deep trance state or they go into an, an altered state, a deeper state. And when you're into those states, you're going to a deeper state of awareness that is your body transitions with that. Meaning, you know, your heart rate starts to begin to slow down. Everything begins to relax and calm down. It's almost like sleep. It's the same thing like a sleep state, actually. When you sleep and when you're dreaming, you're in those more higher states of awareness or deeper states of consciousness. And so basically for me, I only need three hours of sleep or four hours of sleep at the most because I meditate so much. And pretty much when I meditate, it's like being in the same state of sleep. Yeah. That, that is blew my mind just now. <laughs> that blew my mind. Oh my gosh, you would be a fantastic parent because yeah. that's about all the sleep you get. <laughs> yep, that's what I'm working with today. So, wow. I don't meditate, so I'm very tired. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Time out. Oh yeah, let's check and see if we have any sponsors. I never even would think of it that way, but I mean that makes sense. And Total I know, sense. I know that from um, the time that I, Shane and I had booked the reading with you before we got started, you you would say, and I'm assuming you would do this at all of your sessions that uh, you were going to meditate for a second. And now I know why you were doing that. You were getting into that state. Yep, I meditate beforehand with every session that I do. I meditate and pray beforehand. Just to kind of get my get myself ready, get myself in yeah. that state of receiving and awareness. Um, it's like what I call shifting my consciousness or raising my vibration. Um, because you when you when you're dealing with the spirit side of life or you're dealing with, you know, spiritual, the spiritual world, spiritual energies, they're on a higher vibration, higher level of consciousness. So always do meditation beforehand and then in the beginning. So I'm prepared. So I'm already in that receptive state of mind where I'm able to tune in into energy and be able to receive more clearly. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. So good. Yeah. Um, I have some other questions from our listeners. This is from Logan. Logan says, is there anything that you've done to help strengthen your connection with the other side? Do you have any advice or anything to share for people who are interested in meeting with a medium or trying to get more in touch with their own spiritual side? I liked the ending of that question because I know um, that, 
it, you're not just a psychic medium. Like, yes, you do have those abilities, but you have put so much work in to help people improve their daily life outside yeah. of, you know, connecting with a, a past loved one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a spiritual life coach and healer. Yeah. You know, so I'm a psychic medium, but you know, what that incorporates really is, is being like a spiritual life coach and a healer and counseling people. And I love that question in the way, like you said, that it was put because first of all, yeah, mediums are great, um, but you just have to realize mediums are just tools, you mm -hmm. know, at the end of the day. And I never encourage anyone to become reliant on someone else or, or a source outside of themselves. Mm. I always encourage whoever I talk to, to become more reliant on yourself, to learn to, to tap into your own abilities, your own gifts, because we are all intuitive. We all have psychic ability. Now that doesn't necessarily mean you can do exactly what I do to the <laughs> I do it, right. know, because that just, this just happens to be my, my calling and my life's yeah. purpose. It's like everyone can sing, but not everybody is like the concert singer, right. you know? Right. <laughs> you know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but, but it's true, you know, we, we all have an ability of, of a sensitivity and intuition. We all have that. If you have a soul, you're a human being living in these bodies, you have intuition because intuition is the voice of the soul. It's your inner mm. voice. And so as a medium, I always encourage people, I say, okay, I'm just a tool, but I'm going to make sure before you get off the phone with me or before you get done with me, working with me, but that you know how to tap into your own abilities. You learn how to go within and you learn how to listen to your own inner guidance, you know? So that I'm yeah. really big, you know, mediums, psychics, intuitives, whatever, you know, they're great, but once they're just guides, yeah, you know, yeah. never ever become dependent on, because there are people that become addicted to it, you know, right. addicted to those kind of things, psychics and mediums, you know, tell me this and tell me that. But at the end of the day, you live your own life and you're in control of your life and you're in control of your destiny. No one yeah. else. I got to introduce you to my sister. <laughs> oh, she <laughs> is addicted. She is addicted. <laughs> but, yeah. but I think she, and I, I know our family, I'm sure not to the extent, obviously, but like our family definitely has like a connection. I think yeah, with, I would say, and uh, she's somebody who, I think is really trying to get in like she, that sounds more like what she's trying to do. And I think her reaching out to other people to get like readings and things like that is her trying to connect with that inside of herself. But like, I don't know if she even knows that that's a, a possibility that she could work on for herself, you know, like. Well, and sometimes I think it all comes down to um, just how you view yourself and yeah. what your uh, motivation is. And I feel like a lot of times my motivation has massively shifted from wanting to be a people pleaser to wanting to be a me pleaser. Yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't have the same <laughs> ring to it. <laughs> well, I'm just here to please myself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I have found a more intrinsic motivation. Like what yeah. brings me joy? What... Um, we were talking about purpose and there, we had talked about this when we were in LA as well. Um, is that I don't, I feel like people get purpose mixed up with job yeah, yeah occupation yeah. and 
my I truly believe my purpose is to help people. Yeah, agree. And Same. the means in which I the medium in which I have done that through has been it's always been so different between you and yeah. I, but it's always been helping people yeah. in some way. When I was a teacher, I was able to do that when as a photographer, I'm able to do that. And now obviously through the podcast, this feels like the most authentic way for me to yeah. do what I think my purpose is, which is to help people. Yes. Um and so I think it's amazing that that's something that you are helping people with is kind of helping them listen to their own voice and shutting out maybe some of the other voices that have impacted them throughout their life and have guided them in a direction that maybe isn't meant for them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I'm so big on that. And that's the, that's the reason why I do what I do. That's what motivates me is I always say my purpose, no matter what I do, whether it's healing work, whether it's doing a reading, whether it's coaching, it's always about empowerment. I'm yeah. big on that. You know, those, those are big words for me, empowerment and healing. And so my goal is always whoever I'm working with, that's just in my daily life. I like to empower people. You know, I like to empower people to, to know what their potential is, you know, and to realize that. You are in control of your life. You may not be in control of the circumstances outside of you, but you're in control of you. You're in control of how you choose to perceive things. You're in control of how you choose to react to things that are happening around you and to you. Um, And by realizing that, coming to that self-realization, it does empower. It's very empowering to the individual to make them realize that, you know what, no matter what's going on in life, I can choose to perceive differently. I don't have to give in to the negativity, to the turmoil, to the pain, to just the the low energy things that are happening. You know, the things that we just go through in life naturally, you know, as we're growing and as we're evolving and as we're going through this journey, you know, we all have to go through it and we all experience highs and lows, but it's up to you how you choose to navigate and, and, to experience those highs and lows, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to be a victim. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I started going to therapy, um, that was something that my therapist brought up. She would say, you know, we have, there's three different types of people who've experienced trauma and it's victims, survivors, and thrivers. Mm -hmm. And obviously there's nothing wrong with being at any stage of that. Um, but her goal with working with me was to get me to a place where I was thriving. She was like, surviving's great. Yeah. You want to be a survivor. I want you to be a survivor. That means you are still here and you overcame whatever has happened to you. But more than that, I want you to thrive. Yeah. And that was, I had never heard that before. And it was such a meaningful thing to me to know that I was in control of being able to shift, that I didn't have to stay labeled one of those things in one of those areas for long I could be I didn't have to be what happened to me if that makes sense exactly yeah yeah like you don't have to let you don't have to let your circumstances define you you define it and that's the major difference between someone who feels not in control of their life and someone who feels more sense of empowerment and control you realize that no I define my story I define you know how I'm going to go about it and and where I'm going to go it's not necessary. Oh, I'm going through this and I have to go through it and I have no other choice. No, you, you have a choice. And, you know, I always tell people, you know, we're all humans. We all go through the same stuff. 
you know, <laughs> we all yeah. go through the same, we all experience all the same emotions. We all experience pain, hurt, joy, happiness. Um, at the end of the day, it's just about once again, who are you knowing who yeah. you are, you know, yeah. and realizing, okay, you know what? There's a thing called free will. And that's a beautiful thing <laughs> that I have free will and I can use that free will to make my life better to improve myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that. taking a second to strip off all of the labels that other people have put on you to allow yourself, it's like freeing yourself of the weight of the expectations of other people, whether it be saying like, you can't do that. You're not smart enough. You're not strong enough. You're not committed enough. You're not motivated enough. I literally am so sorry. I was thinking of all the things people have said to you. I know. <laughs> I was like, just nodding along. Like, yeah. Because that Sounds like, all right. I have this just I truly feel like whenever I feel like I've been following a calling very much like Frozen 2. Not sure if you've watched it, but <laughs> Elsa so, like, goes so off into the unknown. Yeah, quite literally. <laughs> and it's because she's following a voice and realizes it's her own voice the entire time. Spoiler alert. So sorry, everybody. <laughs> Wait, there's more to it. There so is. watch the Still movie. Watch it's it. a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that's how I've been my whole life. I feel like I've always been following a, a path. And as frustrating as it's been to have people influence that, that made me feel like I was doing the wrong thing. I'm happy that I didn't. Yeah. Listen. And for you, I'm happy that you stopped listening <laughs> to all of those people. It took a while, but yeah, I and, did and it. took back what was always yours, yeah. you know? So oh, again, yeah, I think that's amazing that that's, a, you know, a core part of what you Because it really does. It changes everything. It changes mm -hmm. literally everything. Like it. I, Jerry will tell you, we've talked about it many times that like, I couldn't even leave the house. This is like a small part of it, but like, I couldn't even leave the house when I was younger without like being done up like my hair, my makeup, like I had to look like that because what if I ran into somebody and like, that's so embarrassing they, yeah. that they're going to see me in my natural state. <laughs> and like, I don't even think of that anymore. I've put things on the internet for people, the world yeah. to see where I'm like at my rawest. I mean, I've talked about some pretty natural raw stuff on this <laughs> yeah. podcast. And like, I would be so embarrassed about that before, but I just now I'm like, who cares? No, it's my story. And I think it's funny. So your humanity cares? is yeah. your superpower. It like is. it, your existence is yeah. special as whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing. Like you said, humanity, we're all human beings and yeah. life is about evolution, evolution. Yeah. We're all evolving. So a lot of times, I think this is common in our society that we get caught up, like you said, in more what we think we should be and the labels mm -hmm. put on us or other people's expectations of us, rather than accepting who we are and realizing that it's okay. We are the way that we are for a reason, but we are constantly growing and evolving and, yeah. and becoming better. And the more that you learn to be at peace with that, who you are, and knowing that you are growing and evolving things do get better you know yeah. things do get better you know and you don't you don't feel the pressure to feel like i have to do things this way you do things in a way that are authentic to you and yes. brings you more joy and happiness from the inside out rather than looking for things on the outside which will never bring you happiness you know and trying to internalize it yeah Definitely. we uh 
we have a piece of merch that says make your own pie on it. Um, because my mom and I have discussed this before where she said when she was growing up, her mom had, um, eight kids. So my mom was one of eight and she said that she, her mom had one slice of pie for each kid and that was all they got. And my mom thought if she was good enough or worked hard enough or was talented enough that she would get a bigger slice of pie. And I, I remember looking at her and saying, mom, I don't need your pie. Like (laughs) you don't need to split the pie between me and my sisters. I'm going to make my own pie and you should make your own pie. Stop waiting for bigger slices from other people Yeah, (laughs) because make your own, you can make your own (laughs) and then you don't have to feel less than because someone gave you less than. Yep. You know, and then you, if you're that. giving yours out, you don't have as much for yourself. Thank you. <laughs> that is awesome. I freaking Thank love that. <laughs> I remember that. That is like, that is you, really, yeah. You can, I'll send you a pie shirt. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely do that. I would want I one will. of those for sure. Okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll get your info later. Okay. One, we talked about souls and talking about the other side. Do you, in your experience, are souls something that like recycle? Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. Um, yes. That's an interesting term, recycle. I would say yes and then no. So okay. the way that I always <laughs> answer questions is always like on my my intuition and my personal experience, and also what I feel I'm being God to say. Okay. And so I say yes because there is sort of the sense that is never ever completely done with or ever completely demolished or at all demolished or, you know, just disappears. It, it does in a way, it continues. Mm -hmm. It continues to be, to exist in different forms in different ways. And so a lot of people don't, don't know this, but so the word psychic, um, it's a little bit of education. The word psychic, going back to the Greeks, the core meaning of it goes back to psychikos. And what that means is of the soul. Oh. Related to the soul. So the original term where the word psychic comes from, of course, like psychology, is because it's more based on the soul and trying to understand the soul. And then, of course, in time, as you know, humanity developed you know, and, and came up with psychology became part of our modern psychology system. But the word psychic, psych, you know, psychology, all those things, psychic comes and it's related to of the soul, of the mind, meaning the inner being. Yeah. Okay. That's so I'm bringing that up just to say is, is the soul, from my experience, is something that is eternal. It never dies. It's the essence of who we truly are, our being, meaning that the soul existed way before we even came into these bodies, you know, or chose to come into the bodies. Yeah. Um, And when we let go of these bodies, the soul will still exist. Okay. That is the eternal part of us that continues to grow and to evolve. And that's really the purpose of why we choose to come into these bodies. This, This is the purpose why we choose to incarnate on earth into these I call them meat suits, meat bodies, you know, these machines. Because that's what it is. It literally yeah. is. It's like, you know, life, your personality doesn't end. And this is the great thing about mediumship. 
um, people sometimes wonder, like, why would people want, you know, what's the whole purpose of mediumship? Why do people want to talk to dead people? First of all, they're not dead. There's really no such thing as death. Yeah. You know, Ooh, I like that. Ooh, I got chills. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's no such thing as death because the soul doesn't die. Oh, you man. know, it continues. It's consciousness. Does the soul have to pay taxes? <laughs> Thank God, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay. Cool. Go on with it. <laughs> but it's it's true. It's like it. It's consciousness. And when we when we go back to energy, we know this. Everyone knows it's from physics, from science. Everything is energy. We know yeah. that. Okay, that's scientifically proven, and that's all the soul is. It's just a it's a transcendent form of energy. And as we know, energy is isn't created nor destroyed. It just transforms. And that's what the soul does. Yeah, It continues and it just continues to learn, evolve through these different lifetimes. As you said, recycle, reincar- reincarnation. Yeah. So just yeah. and coming back, we choose to come back because it's a part of our purpose, our collective purpose, which is to learn and to grow as an individual, to learn our true nature as spiritual beings. That I'm sure you've heard this saying, we're not physical beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a physical experience. I've never heard that, but but I I love love that. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Wow. Can I ask you something right then at the beginning of the question, you can tell me if I'm wrong. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again, but I feel like I can tell when like spirit is talking to you and you are kind of like channeling and when you are now thinking because like there was part of your response in the beginning where I'm like I think I think he's like hearing things right now not I don't know how to explain it but it felt like you were connecting <laughs> with someone and they were like guiding you in the question and then all of a sudden it was like Reggie's back in the driver's seat <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny you're bringing that up because it's true, actually. So just, you know, your sensitivity. It's true. And, you know, this is funny because I think people started to notice at a very early age, especially in school, people would notice this. And I didn't realize until later people would tell me they would say, I notice I notice that you're in a certain zone. People will always tell me that like they see it in my face or the way that I just like my mannerism or how I speak. And, mm-hmm. and then I start to realize it after they made me conscious of it. Like, oh, yeah. there's a shift. Yeah, it's true. It's like I've, yeah. I've come to the point where I live my life daily integrated in my higher self. Mm. And I think that's just part of my spiritual growth, my spiritual evolution uh, at this point in my lifetime where I'm very much so aware of my higher self as where as as at the same time aware of my guidance around me. And yeah. so, yes, you're right. Like there's a certain <laughs> point where I would, I would want to say something based on what I think, but I know there's a knowing yeah. and there's a higher knowing. And I'm like, Oh no, let me stop because I can feel it coming <laughs> through. And that, yeah. that's called channeling. It's almost like yep. inspiration. So you're, you're exactly right. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> I was like, okay, either I'm like sensitive or I was someone who's been surrounded by a lot of trauma and I can really pick up on body language and shifts. <laughs> Either way, I feel like that's a skill. There you go. We have a few other questions, but I feel like a lot of times when people send in questions, we end up answering them. Yeah. Through like conversation anyway. Yeah. Um, but 
this is from Emily. Do you have any other spiritual practices you follow or dabble in day to day uh, to help keep you grounded? And I know that you said um, that meditation is one. Is there anything else that you use to help make sure you're keeping yourself on track? <laughs> I'm trying to find different ways to ask. I feel like the same kind of thing. <laughs> No, I I get it. I totally understand. So yes, other than just meditation and prayer, which are like my foundational spiritual practices, I just think in in general, and this is for anyone, uh, it applies to anyone, is self-care, self-care, taking care of yourself, you know, taking care of, you know, me, making sure I feel good about me. Because if I'm not feeling good about me, um, I become, like you said earlier, a bit dissociated with yeah. with my true self you know with my authentic self my inner self and um yeah just making sure that i'm happy making sure that i have a peace of mind making sure that i take care of myself i feel good about myself um yeah i i think that would be the other thing it's just self care making sure that i create boundaries in my life because this is something i had to learn at a very early age right. when you're so sensitive and you're so in tune, other people need, you want to give Yep. and you mm. want to help others so much. Mm. You want to relieve people of their pains. You want to, and of course, as a healer, that's natural for me. It's like, I feel this person's pain. You know, I want to do something. I want to try to take it away. You know, I want to yep. solve other people's problems. But what I realized is that that's not my job, really. My job is not to solve other people's issues or problems. Um, my job is not to take on their stuff. My job is to be a assistant, a guide, yeah. a catalyst yeah. in people's life, you know, because they have to make the choice to shift whatever it is that's necessary for them to shift in their life. Yeah. You know, yeah. I can't do it for them at the end of the day. And so self-care is, is like key. Like I had to realize that I don't have to be drained. Because, of course, at an early age, I would get so drained. I would get Mm. so exhausted, you know, because I would feel so much and take on so much of other people's stuff. And I would be tired all the time and I would want to sleep. And I didn't want to be around people. Yeah. Yeah. Exhausting being around people. (laughs) Yep. I was like, let me just be by myself in my little bubble. (laughs) Be safe, you know. (laughs) And like, you know, not have to do it. You know, the chaos and the world. You know, but but then I realized it's just about boundaries. It's starting to realize mm-hmm. that I am me and they, you know, you know, they are themselves, you know, and realizing that that line that so many people get blurred. Boundaries are so key. Boundaries mm-hmm. are so key to be able to say yes and to, and to know to say no and when yeah. to kind of say this is not me. This is them. And so mm-hmm. I don't have to take that on and become that. Yeah. What's really cool is uh, the more we talk, the more I see so much of an overlap between um, what psychologists will tell you or what therapists will tell you and what you, uh, someone who is a spiritual healer and a spiritual teacher, life coach, you're saying this very similar things where boundaries are important, not only um, outside of yourself with other people or maybe with uh, activities that you do or do not want to participate in, but like within yourself as well. Mm -hmm. And I, I have a question when you say self-care, what would you say to people? Because I know we are people, but also we have a bunch of listeners who I would think are these people who feel guilty about 
taking time for self-care or feeling like they're undeserving um, or haven't earned the right to do those things. Yeah. Well, I always say first I want to say is everyone has the right to happiness in life, no matter what you've been through or what you've been told about yourself. Everyone has the right to happiness and to have a peace of mind and to feel good about themselves. You know, I always say it begins with you. It always begins with you. Okay. And so if you find yourself unhappy in life, if you find yourself just miserable or just feeling kind of like just unsatisfied in a way or feeling lost, dig deep, do some soul searching. Soul searching is so key of anyone's journey. If you're here in this life, there's a point in your life where you're going to be forced to have to look within yourself and kind of look at your reality and kind of say, okay, where have I come from? What have I been through? Where am I now? And where am I going? Mm -hmm. You know, who am I? And when you start to get to that, you start to peel back the layers you know, and to get to the core of who you are and what truly makes you happy. And when you're able to do that, then you can sort of start to sort of push things to the side that aren't really significant or important things that you've been giving so much energy to that you realize, you know what, I've been wasting time and energy giving you that it's not, it's not yeah. necessary. You know, yeah. I just need to focus on me and what I need because inside we have everything that we need inside of us. Mm-hmm. Everything that we need in life is inside yeah. us. And when you realize that and you're able to go within yourself and start to change first your thinking, your mindset, because that's where it begins. Whatever mindset that you have, however you choose to perceive the world, that creates your reality, you know, and then you start to get control of your mindset and then you start to get control of your feelings and emotions and find more peace in your heart. That begins to spill into your life externally. It begins to shift in the relationships, the dynamics of your relationships, the dynamic of your reality, the dynamic of how you start to perceive yourself. So always say, do some soul searching, find out who you are, ask, who am I? Why am I here? What makes me happy? What brings me joy? What doesn't bring me joy? Yeah. Marie Kondo, your emotional life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not Get just your physical it. stuff, but the stuff inside too. Well, and that's what I, I, bringing it back to like the whole self-conscious stuff, which was a very surface level thing that I went through, but it's it'll work for this example. But when you were talking about meat suits and things like that, like that's what I truly had to like over and over again, tell myself when those voices would come in, it was like another bigger voice was in there that was like, hey. It's just a body. <laughs> what, what? It doesn't matter. That's not who I am. It's my. It's what I'm inside of right now. But like, that's not me. Yeah. And I know how much more I have to give, and like, what I can do for me. That inside. That like, what is what? There's nothing that this can do on that level. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that was going like, to make the difference. It was so funny how like often that voice had to come out and be like, hey. Get, get back in the corner where you hear the other from. voices yes exactly and, and and that's key that's key for like you like you said you've learned like you realize like that voice was always there it was yeah. always there. but then you also you you were so caught up in everything else you know yeah. and it's like allowing that to kind of flood or overcome yep. that voice but that voice is always there inside of you yep. guiding you you know trying to get you to that point to overcome these things that you needed to overcome. And that's your soul. That's your inner voice. That's your higher self. 
Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, it's that. so cool. It is. I, I'm a very visual person as we've kind of um, established. And for me, when I would think about how I was perceiving things, it was almost like I had two filters in my head. Um, one was positive and one was negative. And I had to work really hard to reroute things away from the negative filter so that it would go through the positive one. Because if someone said, hey, nice shirt. Instantly, you're like, Instantly, they're making fun of me. <laughs> I, I, even as like uh, in middle school, would reroute it to the positive one. Oh, even see, if I they did it. See, <laughs> even if they didn't mean it as a compliment, it became one for me. <laughs> I heard a compliment. I don't care what you meant it to be. Our filters were so different. But I think a lot of, I, I know several people in my life who could hear that same sentence and it's negative. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how it was intended. Doesn't matter how it was said. Sometimes it's read in text and it's immediate negative. I refuse. <laughs> I refuse to allow it to be negative. Yeah. And that's not like me toxic positivity myself. It's me setting a boundary and saying, I don't give you control over how I perceive myself. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That yeah. is so true. That is yeah. so true. But these conversations I think are so key. And, you know, and I, I know, you know, we're talking about me and my work and the things that I do, but this is a big part of my work. You know what I do, you know, yeah. People see me do, you know, the psychic medium stuff and see me do the readings and things of that nature. Um, but the core of it, it, it leads all back to this. It leads back to us getting to know who we truly are as divine beings, as spiritual beings, as souls. And as you said, learn to live a life from the inside out and not from the outside in, because that's how life truly happens. That's how change truly happens. It doesn't happen from the outside in. It's from the inside out, how you choose to yeah. perceive and how connected with who you are and and why you are and all these things. So, you know, when we ask those big questions and we start to become more in tune with that, and it's a day-by-day process. No one just knows these things overnight, you know, yeah, that's why right. we have a journey. That's why we have this life, you know, that's why we live day by day so that we can learn. And so I tell everybody, take every experience as a learning experience, every experience, everything here is here to help you to grow. Life is not against you. It's for you. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned relationships a second ago. And one of the questions was, how has your abilities or your line of work in general affected your relationships? Ooh, good question. That's a good question. So first, I guess I'll begin with family um, or just like family, friends, close associations. Um, I think for the most part, because family accept me and that's never been an issue. Thank God. Yeah. It's actually improved my relationships with family and friends because, because I'm so sensitive and I'm so aware. I like to consider myself a very compassionate person, a very loving, caring person. And I love to give, but at the same time, I also love to receive love, you know, give and receive love. And I like to see people happy And so I feel because of that, I'm very much so aware and conscious of the relationships in my life Mm -hmm. and being aware of them and and their needs. I'm I'm not a self-centered person. I don't like to make things about me, 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 and talk about me. I'm just the type of person like, I want to know about you, you know, like, what, what are you going through? What are your experiences? You know, if I can 
be of some assistance. But that's just lending uh, an ear. Yeah. You know? Just lending ear, just listening um, or just like giving some advice, you know, or giving a word of encouragement or a compliment, anything I can do to just help anyone to feel better, to feel good, to help yeah. them on their journey so they can continue to evolve and to grow and, and feel like they're making progress in life. That's what I'm passionate about. So because of that, I mean, people see that. And uh, I always tell people, I just have this thing where I say, if you don't like me, I know it's not an issue with me. It's an issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep, exactly. yep. That's the same with my filter. My yep. That's the same thing. <laughs> that's not a me problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, because I, I know who I am. Yep. And I know how I treat people. You know, um, and I, I also know I'm not for every, that's, I also know I'm not for everyone yeah. and that's okay, but that doesn't make either one of us wrong. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And no one's perfect. You know, no one's perfect. Like, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm this perfect person, but <laughs> I live my life every day to be the best that I can be. Yep. You know, I don't think no one was born to be perfect or meant to be perfect. We were meant to be flawed and to grow through our flaws. That's yeah. the beauty of our life. Yeah, love that. So Just good. And, and it, I, I think it's especially cool for you and I because we've been recording this for three yeah. years, and it is very cool for me. like I don't know yeah. about you, but when I go back and listen to the beginning, I'm like, who is that person? Oh, but also, uh, I love yeah, that because yeah. it's like, what was the saying you just said? I have no idea. Something about might not have been you. It might have been someone else. <laughs> But it was like, if I don't look back on my oh, the person that oh, I was and yeah. get like kind of embarrassed or like whatever, then I haven't grown enough. Yeah. Like I, I look back and I'm not necessarily embarrassed. I want to hug old me. Yeah, but I'm I... like, oh, girl. And then I have to remember like, it gets better. Like, oh, just yeah. wait. It gets so much better. It's yeah. very fun kind of to see the growth like splayed out for me whenever I go out and mm -hmm. listen to those early episodes and see we had someone recently um, leave a review and they said that essentially like we lost our charm and somewhere along the way um, they they don't like listening to us anymore and that's fine for me I would never want to be the same and no. I think that I didn't lose my charm maybe my charm just no longer uh, is dazzling to you <laughs> i know there are people that liked me when i was meeker and didn't wasn't as loud and as passionate about the things yeah. that i was but that's not who i am that's not wasn't me being true to myself it was me um in like survival mode from a relationship that was terrible so if you liked that version of me i mean so did the people who wanted me to be quiet but that's <laughs> not who i am yeah. and so and i like this version of me, me too so. that's all that matters sorry about it sorry about it <laughs> But no going backwards <laughs> yeah. yeah that's the beauty of evolution that's that's what life is all about that's always say life is about evolution it's about growing if you find yourself stagnant or stuck and feel like you're not growing and evolving something's wrong and that means yeah, that you yeah. need to shift something because that's the whole purpose of us choosing to have this experience called life on this mm -hmm. earth you know it's to learn to grow and to evolve uh, you know, spiritually as well as physically. And as like you said, that's the whole purpose, you know, and, and that's yeah. the beauty when you can look back and say, wow, 
that's amazing to look back at who I was then and then look now and you can see that progress and realize that's just one point. I'm still growing and I'm yeah. still evolving. And the beautiful thing is it never ends. It never stops. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. That is amazing. What would you say? I think this is probably our last question because I know that I could just keep you on here all day, but I know <laughs> that you have a meeting. I know we could talk this. forever. I love, I love talking. <laughs> yeah. um, a very common question was what was what has been either like the coolest or most exciting or um, scariest, just most intense experience you've had um, now that you have really grown and found your passion and followed your purpose? Okay. So I'm thinking about that question. So the most like intense or scary, basically, like, I guess they kind of say like, what are like the, the highlights or like, yes. You know, yes. Like, okay. Um, I mean, from the lows um, or the point of fear, um, I think I had moments in my life where of course I'm human, I'm a human being and I have fear that sometimes seeps in, but I come to the awareness that fear is not in control of me and um, I can control of the fear and then I release the fear. And that happened very earlier on coming to my abilities and my gifts. Once again, uh, human beings, we fear the unknown. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. like, most people are scared of the dark because it's like, what's in the dark? Is I'm going to jump out? Is the boogeyman going to me? Is a monster going <laughs> to yeah. come out? You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You're but not then, afraid of the dark. You're afraid of what could be in, in the dark. dark. <laughs> exactly. And, and, yeah. and most like there's nothing in the dark. So, yeah. you know, yep. the time and you, you've created that. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, so the scariest thing is up right here, baby. Exactly. Exactly. We create our own fears. So um, there were definitely experiences where, um, that I would have, for instance, a quick example, when I when I worked missing persons in cold cases. Uh, so the funny thing, most people didn't know I was doing that in college. I was I, I did not know you were doing that. Yeah. Because I didn't talk about that because that was just a whole nother, whole nother level of stuff. You know? So like, people were using your abilities to help solve cold cases? Uh yeah. So yeah, I was helping assist with cold missing person in cold cases. Wow. Yeah, wow towards my yeah like sophomore year and stuff so of course yeah. i didn't talk about that because that was just a whole nother level of stuff and it's like how do you right. talk to somebody about that <laughs> right <laughs> yeah it doesn't just so, come up in conversation yeah, <laughs> <It's very exactly. laughs> casual. so um so one experience i had is um because i'm a very strong empath i mean i i, I feel other people's emotions and feelings um whether that's with people who are living or people in the spirit world and they impress emotions and feelings on me and uh I was working this case in Arizona um, and I was actually like on field, meaning I was actually there in Arizona on grounds with the search and rescue team, working with police enforcement, you know, going through the desert, you know, just kind of searching for this person that was missing. Wow. And um, I started to get these overwhelming feelings and emotions when I was driving in the car, I guess, because I was so focused on the case and thinking about the person and but they were negative they were ne- negative and they felt like i felt angry it almost felt like i was becoming or feeling the emotions of someone who had very um negative intentions or just wasn't good like a bad person yeah. and i realized that i it, i think i'm picking up on the person who potentially was a suspect yeah. in the case yeah that family is focused on but because there was no evidence you know they couldn't like lock this person up or do anything because you know yeah. you need evidence or right. to, for cause. So 
um, I start picking up in this person's feelings and emotions, even to the point that a name of a specific place came in mind, like Falcon Ranch, like literally my mind. And I said, you guys know Falcon Ranch is? And the family never even told anyone this. They said, we have a private investigator and we've been having this private investigator follow this person, keep in track of this person. And more than the places that this person is staying because they would jump from place to place, oh. you know, just it's called Falcon Ranch. What? I have yeah. goosebumps. <laughs> I know. I get goosebumps still talking about it today. Like it's yeah. And that just like blew my mind. And at the same yeah. time, it was scary as hell. Cause yeah. I'm like, oh my God, like I'm in this person's mind. Like I'm, I'm in, in. Mind mind. <laughs> like a mind of like a you know a possible potential like killer. And I'm right. like, okay. This is like scary. Like, I don't want this. I don't want, you know, I don't want to take that on. I just, I just, get me you know, out. <laughs> you know. Yikes. Um, but it, it went away. It yeah. went away. And, but that was scary. I mean, what if you're like, scary. and here he is today. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. So, yeah. So that was one like experience that people are like, what was your most scary experience? That was actually oh not God. seeing like dead people or spirits. That never really was scary, actually, for me. It was Especially like, since moment- you grew up and that was like, Oh, okay. It's not anything to be afraid of. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like the thought that I could be connected with someone of such negativity. And I don't really feel it's the word evil, but yeah, someone who could have that potential of like evil in them to do such a thing. That was scary. Um, And on the opposite spectrum of that, thought my highlight would be um, my career, where my career has taken me. Yeah, have no idea that it would even take me, you know, in the forefront of, you know, millions of people and audience on national television. Yeah. Yeah. When I first saw that you were on Steve Harvey, I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. I was so I was beaming. I was just beaming for you. And what's funny is I shared your website on our Patreon to tell people that you were coming if they wanted to, like, look up anything before they ask questions and a picture of Steve Harvey. Oh, yeah. Is what pops up. <laughs> so people are like, is Steve Harvey coming on the podcast? And I'm like, no. I I wondered what that was because we had so many people screenshotting it. Like, are you having Steve Harvey on? So I don't know if that's something that can be fixed. But when you copy your website and paste it somewhere, Steve Harvey pops up. <laughs> oh, wow. So cool. I have to try that. That's so funny. But yeah, because that was the highlight. That was like the pivotal point of what really kind of even though I've, you know, I've been doing this work before and but that's when yeah that was my first like my my breakthrough on television yeah. you know, like the world is is the and I would have never ever imagined that that would ever happen because that was never my purpose I, I, that was never my thought to even yeah. want to become famous or right I do what I do because it's my passion I love yep. doing it and yep. it just happened that part of my purpose is to reach people out there on a larger level, which I, which is why I believe that opportunity came to me so that I can reach people on a wider level, reach a wider audience yeah. and share and do what I do on a wider level to make a bigger impact. Yeah. Oh, so cool. It's so cool. Yep. I'm so happy for you. Same. <laughs> Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Do you want to tell people where they can find you? Yeah, you can find me on my website, uh, reginaldlewis.com. Um, or thesoulteacher.com. They're both the same website, reginaldlewis.com or thesoulteacher.com. You can find me on YouTube and on my um, uh, YouTube and Facebook, Reginald Lewis, the Soul Teacher, and my Instagram and Twitter, Reginald Lewis. 
and we'll try and tag all of your stuff as well it, so that everyone can find you because yes. this has been great. And I know that so many people have already um, come to you for your gift. And I hope that so many more do because it's amazing. Yeah. I appreciate you ladies. First of all, I want to say I'm so proud of you ladies. You know, I've watched a few episodes and, you know, Jerry, both of you, I'm just so extremely proud of the work that you guys do on the service of how you're helping people. You know, like I said, I think our end goal at the end of the day is service. And I think we all do that in our own special way. And I'm just happy to see you guys embracing your gifts, your talents and who you are and sharing that with the world. You know, and so I'm I'm happy to be here, and you know I, I actually look forward to doing this again. So you oh yeah, well I can tell you, two, let's do yes. it. Every, everyone has been requesting you to read us. Yep. So <laughs> they have. Maybe we you can might, set that up. I think we can right. set that up. <laughs> I'd have to do that. Oh, I'm, I'll tell you, I've never ha- I've never had that done for me. Ever. Never, never. Oh. No. Oh. I, know. I like first timers. I love that. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be very exciting. I've always had like other people who have gotten readings who have told me like so and so said that whoever came through and they mentioned this about you, but never firsthand for me. So <laughs> it'd be pretty cool. Well, <laughs> Reginald 2.0. Yes. Coming to Maybe you guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'm going to do our closing now. So. It's going to get weird again. Well, it's not weird, but (laughs) we're going to weird down. Um, Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We love you so much. We will see you next week. All right. We're out. Goodbye. Goodbye.